So guys and girls, I just want to you know, let you know that many of you may or may not know that I first got into real estate in 1987 and I've been a salesperson and I've been a business owner. I owned an office for a number of years. It was a good office and I was a great agent. And I've got to tell you in 1988, prices doubled. I want you to understand that. Houses doubled in one year. In one year year houses double so picture a house that a million dollars is worth two million dollars and then what happened in 1989 the bust and the bust was far worse than what I've seen at the moment you see with the bust there was actually no buyers around there was zero buyers around and as I've said earlier on I've done a open house at Rogers Avenue Roselands for 18 weeks hey Martin good to see you good to see everyone that's coming on I did an open house for 18 weeks and not one person came through. And then what I noticed is that over the next two to three years, I flourished. And that's why I think people are gonna flourish in the next couple of years in real estate. And I've just identified the five or six things that happened post the bust. And they're very useful for you to know. The first thing that happened is that a lot of people left real estate. And all of a sudden, I used to think to myself, there was four or five agents you used to go in and compete against. And all of a sudden, there was really only one. And the marketplace was divided really by just two people. It appeared like all these, these agents had a, had a strategy of copy and cut disappeared off the face of the earth. These ones that were just hanging in, the ones that were, you know, the equivalent to the ones that were making 70, 80 grand now, they just disappeared because they simply couldn't hack it in the world that we are in. The second thing I noticed was that stock levels were just plentiful. I'd never seen stock like this come in my life. Stock was flying in, stock was flying in. And what was happening is owners didn't want to sell. Owners had to sell. So what would happen is yes, they would have this hope to get price when you'd listed, but you knew every time you listed a property that these people here were going to drop quickly in three or four weeks because you could actually see it in the eyes, even though you couldn't see it in their, their words, you could see it in their eyes. They had to sell. And then the other thing that happened is that commissions were really good because if you think about it, demand and supply says if you've actually got low numbers of agents and you've got more listings fees go up and this was a damn good thing because we were selling more properties and we were getting higher fees but there was one skill you had to be really good at you had to nail and that was the ability to list a property give people some hope because there were still some liars out there in the marketplace that I would overprice, give people some hope, but at the same time, list a property with the view that you're gonna be adjusting it if you didn't get a heart buyer very, very soon. And what used to happen is that vendor management process used to be like around 10 days. You'd sort of, back then, the prices were like 250 grand and you'd go from 250 to 229 within a couple of weeks and then you'd sell it for 227, 225. But you had to have a really good skill set to do that. And that's why I'm gonna say to you, those of you watching the video right now, I want you to prepare for this market because post COVID-19, whether it's May, June, July, August, September, 
it doesn't matter what month it is. What matters is that you're going to need exactly the same skill set that I had to have back in 1989 to 1993. And I've got to tell you, they were the three or four years that my eyes opened up to the abundance of cash available in the world. Up until then, to me, life was a salary. All of a sudden, there were hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars coming in on a monthly basis. And all I had to do was follow the process. And if you follow the process, the proceeds will come. The process was simple. You list a property, you give them hope, but you don't lie. You quickly then realign value and you had to become very, very good at getting offers. My standard line back then was to a buyer, can I ask you, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, what price on an agreement would represent good value for you? Even when they'd say, we're still worried, Tom, we think that the market's gonna go down a little bit more, I'd say, what price on an agreement would represent good value for you even in six months time? And a lot of the times what we did is we would actually factor that offer into the market and say, well, if you think the market's gonna drop for around in six months time by X, by 10%, let's put an offer in now at that. And sometimes we used to muck around with the settlement date. People say, oh, I just, you know, I'm not ready for it now because it's not a good time. We'd say, okay, but you will be ready for it in nine months time. So we had a lot of long settlements. And, um, and I know that some real estate agents, I never did that. Some real estate agents actually, you know, would allow for vendor financing to help a buyer get over the line. But what I can say to you right now is this, spend the next four to five or six weeks upskilling yourself on the following. How to create urgency to a buyer in a world that sounds chaotic. Here's a tip. Make sure that you set up the buyer before you even go to the property. The smart people watching this video know what I'm talking about. The ones that aren't so smart, just go into the real estate gym and it's explained there. Guys and girls, I'm signing off and I wanna wish you all a good day. And never forget, the comeback is always bigger than the setback. Signing off. Share this video.